How does cell therapy work? Let's be aware that cell therapy is practiced every day, all over the world. Blood transfusion and the transfusion of various other blood components, such as red blood cells, white blood cells, blood platelets, is actually a form of cell therapy where the acceptance has been uniformly widespread. Less commonly, implant of the cells of the thymus have been utilized, essentially without as much as the wink of the eye of the medical authorities. Cell therapy is actually an implantation by injection of xenogenic or of animal origin, fetal or juvenile suspensions of cells or tissues in physiological solution. And recently, with the advancement of technology, the oral ingestion of freeze-dried placenta-live cells. No one knows exactly how cell therapy works. Basically, cell therapy is transplanting an organ. But instead of actually transplanting an organ, you are transplanting the cells of an organ. The transplanted cells then somehow bring about the revitalization of their corresponding organs. We do not know all that there is yet to know about cell therapy. But we do know that the implantation by injection or oral live cells has the following advantages over conventional procedure of surgical transplant. 1. Implantation of cells by injection brings about a rapid dispersion of the cell material all over the body. 2. The cells are not injured due to lack of blood supplies during the dispersion which is very commonly the reason for the death of cells after the organ transplant. 3. Since the cells are injected in the form of suspension, a rapid incorporation into the metabolic processes of the body occurs. 4. Organs that are impossible to transplant, such as the brain or some of the endocrine glands, are very difficult to transplant, such as kidneys, heart, or liver can be implanted in the form of cells very easily. 5. Fetal tissues with their higher biological potencies are implanted in the recipient and used at various sites in the body. The recipient organism itself controls and carries out a selective incorporation of the various fetal cells. Transplanting an entire organ is impractical for several reasons. Your immune system might reject any transplanted organ. And who's going to risk trading an old organ or gland that is nonetheless functioning for a new one that might totally fail if the transplant doesn't work? Thus, organ transplants today are limited to hopeless situations only. If the body's immune system rejects entire transplanted organs, is there also the possibility that it will reject the individual cells? Very little. The fact is that the body usually accepts the individual cells injected during cell therapy. Again, we don't know exactly why. Perhaps this is so because cell therapy uses embryonic cells, whose immunological makeup is still incomplete. Whatever the reason, we do know that cells do somehow get by the body's immune system. But that's not all. Not only do they get into the body, they also go straight to their corresponding organs. Liver cells go to the liver. Spleen cells go to the spleen. Sex gland cells go to the sex glands, and so on. Scientific studies in which these glandular substances 
were tagged with radioisotopes before injection have proven that the injected and ingested cells do find their way to the specific corresponding organ. Once the cells have found their way to the target organs or glands, do they have the power to do any good? The answer to that appears to be yes, too. Independent studies by cellular biologists have discovered that a single cell from a specific organ contains the information needed to rebuild the entire organ or gland. Scientists extracted kidney, skin, and liver cells from chick embryos. After processing them in much the same way the cells are processed for cell therapy, they were re-injected into the membrane of an egg. The cells developed into their specific organs. Other independent research by scientists who were not cell therapists and who were not investigating cell therapy has arrived at many of the same conclusions used to explain cell therapy. First of all, they have established that embryonic tissue has the greatest growth stimulating effect. This makes sense. Young living things always contain more life force than mature ones. Secondly, they have confirmed that the growth stimulating effect of live cells is definitely organ specific, but not species specific. This means that liver cells will only stimulate the growth of liver cells, but they will do so no matter what animal the cells come from. Finally, it has been demonstrated that unwanted or unnecessary cells are rejected without doing harm to the body. Two major theories explain how cells bring about revitalization of ailing or aging organs. One theory says that the genetic information contained in the RNA and DNA of the old cells is defective because of either age or disease. Perhaps the old cells' genetic codes have developed gaps or incorrect bits of information. This cellular genetic misinformation causes the cells to reproduce inefficiently. The new cells do not look function as well as they should. Along comes the fresh young cells with their fresh genetic information contained in their DNA and RNA. This theory says that the new cells carry the correct genetic message to the old cells. The new cells replace the misinformation with the proper original genetic codes. The mistakes are corrected and the gaps filled. Once the correct information is in place, the organ or gland begins to function correctly as if it too were as young as the donor cells. The second theory is simpler. It explains the aging of the cells in much the same way. As we age, our cells gradually lose their ability to function precisely as they were intended. This theory, however, does not bother with genetic codes. It says that the mere presence of the fresh cells stimulates secretions that activate the aging or diseased cells to get back on the track and function properly. The implantation provides the recipient organisms with a great number of biochemical substrates and enzymes that are found in very high concentrations and unique composition in the fetal and juvenile cells and tissues.